Two, you on eight. Two, you on eight. Okay, you're clear. Stand by for your base. Welcome to EMS Cast, where we provide high-level education for you, the providers on the streets. My name is Will Barry, and I contribute to this podcast, and I'm really thankful to all of you who are listening. Uh, th- this is a different format of episode. This is going to be me talking, and that's probably it. And I've chosen to do this for a really specific reason. If you follow our Instagram, you'll notice that very recently a trailer for a new documentary movie was released. It's called Into the Unknown, A Paramedic's Journey. And this movie is going to be cool. It was filmed in multiple locations across the country, including Denver, Colorado, but also Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, parts of California, and several other places. I don't even know all the spots because when I crossed paths with the movie and its crew, they were in Denver and they had more places to go. Um, I am in the trailer, which is pretty wild. I ended up getting interviewed for the movie, which is also pretty wild. And um, yeah, it's kind of weird to see that. I do want to stress, though, that my role is pretty minimal. I am not one of the featured people in the movie, and I definitely want to point to their stories because their stories are incredible. One of those stories is that of two phenomenal paramedics that I had the amazing privilege to work with at Denver Health, who they happen to be sisters. And I don't want to ruin the movie, but they have an incredible story about being students at Columbine High School during the terrible tragedy that happened there. And that was an instrumental part of their story in becoming EMS providers. One of the reasons I wanted to talk about this in this format is I never knew that about them until a film crew showed up. I never knew that these two people that I had worked with had this incredible story, this incredible influential moment in their life, until someone else from outside our tight-knit community came to document it. At the time, I was working as a field supervisor for the Denver Health Paramedic Division. I've since moved on. Very thankful for that opportunity and that place. But I basically got tasked with driving the crew around, following these two paramedics while they did their job all day and helping the the documentary filmmakers get on the same scenes as them. Throughout the day, I got to see, wow, these guys are... Uh, the real deal. This is not just some, you know, local cable access station trying to do some kind of eye on the street feature piece. This is a real movie with real budget and expensive cameras and expensive stuff and more GoPros than I've ever seen. And so watching them work, getting to interact with them, hearing the really cool connections they have within the MS world, I just struck up a conversation with them. And that culminated with me at the end of the shooting day, thanking them for embarking on this quest to tell the story of EMS and its phenomenal people. And 
subsequently the mental health journeys that all of us are on and how those impact us professionally, personally, and day to day. That conversation led to them asking if they could interview me, which was really weird. And I had to make a decision quickly because it was going to need to take place the next day. And it was a weird decision because they asked me to tell a story of probably the hardest call I've ever had on camera to be documented. And that story to me is half mine because with me on the ambulance that day was one of my best friends and it happened to him too. That story is our story. So I agreed to talk to them about this story, but then I called him and talked to him about it, told him I could pull the plug. But we both kind of agreed that it was really important for people to hear our story, which was one of a really chaotic scene, a really chaotic scene of shooting, stabbing, big fight, in which a friend of our patient crawled in the back of the ambulance, cornered me and told me he was going to kill me if I didn't save his friend's life. And that had a huge impact on me and kind of changed my life from that day forward. I'm excited about this movie. Um, and this is why I think the crux of this entire story that I'm trying to convey right now is, uh, I was suffering and I suffered quite a bit. My journey was before I was a paramedic, I was a whitewater rafting guide. I was on a trip where a patron from another boat fell out, um, surfaced right next to my boat. And um, I was really intimately involved with trying to rescue this person. And he subsequently drowned while I was holding on to him. And then I led the resuscitation efforts to try to get him back. And we were unable to do that. His family was there, his kids, his extended family, all the other people on the trip were watching. It was uh, my first taste of the bittersweet things that happen in EMS where you witness such tragedy, but then you get to bring some light to a dark situation, but it has cost. So then the story happened that I told on the movie and that if you watch the movie, you'll get to hear all about it, I think. Um, and that had a huge impact on me, that, that story. And then as I was kind of dealing with that, a um, couple months later, I ran a young boy that had been hit by a car and ultimately died. He and his friend were just walking home from school when uh, an impaired driver hit both of them on the sidewalk. So that also rattled my cage a little bit. And then I was at my volunteer ski patrol job doing something that was a huge outlet for me, which was skiing in the Colorado mountains. Um, and I was volunteer paramedic there and I knew that 
I could be called upon to be a paramedic at the mountain at any moment, but ultimately that was a great position to just go ski. And a 17-year-old boy skied into a tree and died. And I was the highest trained medical provider on that scene and helping those trollers resuscitate that guy. Um, thankfully, the other paramedic at the mountain showed up too. I had hands to do all the things we needed to, to do. And um, we, I believe, provided great care to him. But uh, sometimes the odds are not in our favor as EMS providers. You can't, you can't uh, undo the laws of physics, basically. You can't uh, fix something that is unfixable. Yeah, my story then was characterized by panic and anxiety, nightmares, um, seeking help, going to a counselor, still working on the ambulance, trying to pretend like nothing was really wrong, having moments with coworkers where they could tell something was, but there was kind of this unwritten rule like, hey, dude, I'll cover for you. Like, I know you have already done the same for me, or you will do the same for me, but, like, we got each other's backs, but getting each other's backs kind of looks like we won't talk about it. And where I was seeking care was a phenomenal place, and there happened to be a really gifted clinician there that had done a lot of work with veterans and law enforcement officers and a lot with EMS providers. And one of the things she told me, one of my earlier appointments that always stuck with me is, I, th I think she said, do you guys talk about this? Meaning all of us EMS providers that work together. I said, no, we don't really talk about it. And she said, that blows my mind, because if you guys only knew how many of you come in here every single day. And to think about faces of people I know walking into that place to seek care every day and kind of wanting no one to see them. Walking out, hoping that no one saw you come or go. It made me kind of sad. Kind of sad for me, too. So then I started really trying to advocate, and some of those efforts were hard. Some of them worked. Some of them didn't. But uh, ultimately, I have some regrets there. wish I had advocated a little harder in some spots, and some spots I'm really proud of what I was able to do um, with my position of leadership I had. But I still think there's a huge problem. Industry-wide, there's a huge problem. And this is going to sound maybe cheesy, kind of an oversimplification. But it starts with a conversation. I think it starts with a conversation because in that conversation, you realize it's pretty normal. 
and you're not the only one. And it's happening everywhere. And the other reason I think we need to have a conversation is because when you have conversation with people that are in different stages of this journey, you realize you're not defined by the parts where you're having nightmares and anxiety and potentially panic attacks. The part where you're struggling and needing help and at your weakest. There's also people that emerge from this even stronger on the other side. They can help pick you up. They've experienced some healing. They've come through on the other side. They can help pull you there. And you might have to return the favor down the road, depending on what professional circumstances come your way. Our industry needs to talk about this more. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know how to fix it. I know where some of the friction points are. I've seen friction points at the personal level. People don't want to talk about it. I've seen them at the systemic level of, well, you know, if we admit this is a problem, then we probably won't have any providers left. But if we work on this all along, we may end up with more providers because people stay in the industry. People are healthy. People want to stay. People feel good about taking care of people still. Um, so the documentary, Into the Unknown, I think it's going to be a really positive thing. I think EMS has needed a movie for quite a while that tells our story. Um, there's stories about cops. There's stories about firefighters. There's movies about those things. But we need one for, for paramedics and EMTs that are out there doing a really, really hard job that is dangerous and that does have risk and is not fully understood by a lot of people in the public. We need to build that advocacy and we need to be okay to talk about ourselves and ask for help and seek help from our friends. And as leaders in these organizations, we need to be looking at how do we actually provide the help and care for our people that truly makes them better. Not just that solves operational problems of keeping vehicles in service and keeping FTEs filled, keeping your hiring process moving forward. There's so many layers to this from basic paramedic education to all kinds of stuff, and it's complicated. I don't have all the answers. But I've seen it consistent everywhere I've ever worked and everywhere I've done ride-alongs and everywhere I've gotten to see. And that's the slow moving ship that I think we need to turn. Start a conversation. Ask someone you've never asked about their journey in mental health because I bet they have one. There are two types of people in this business when it comes to mental health. Those that have uh, care and seek care and liars. I hope that this movie is a good thing and um, 
I wouldn't have agreed to be a part of it if I didn't think it was going to generate good vibes for our industry. So, I guess my ask would be follow them on Instagram and social media. See when it comes out. See what they do. Tell your friends. Because the people that they set out to feature, the stories that they're focused on, that that they're telling in the in the movie, including the sisters from Denver, they're really worthy stories. And they're everywhere. This movie is not a movie about, you know, a story happening in a few cities across the country. Part of my story is I, I moved to the East Coast for several reasons, one of which is to be close to family. And I got a part-time paramedic job at a county-run agency. And uh, I was working a shift not that long ago. And somebody I was working with had responded to their own child who ended up dying. They've responded to their family, to their friends, to their friend's family. And you can see it in their face that these things have impact. And... The bigger places in the country that do this type of work need to pave the way for the smaller ones that don't have as many resources. The bigger ones will tell you they're scrapping for resources, and that's true. There's always scrapping for resources. But the fact of the matter is, the bigger fish in our sea that is EMS, they just have more resources. And to those in leadership positions, use them wisely. Because places that don't have as many resources look to you as examples. And there's people in need in the biggest municipal EMS agency and in the smallest rural any town America county. Everyone has a story in their EMS journey and sometimes that story is pretty broken. So, let's start acting like a community. Let's start treating each other with that familial respect and let's ask each other what our journey is in mental health and where we're at. I hope that uh, if you listen to this, maybe I'd start a conversation in you. Maybe not. Maybe you think I'm a giant wuss. I don't know. Maybe I am. Who cares? You can think whatever you want. But this is uh, a huge part of our industry and our world, big questions that need to be answered, and a huge part of how to be functioning human. So check it out, Into the Unknown. I think it's going to be a really cool documentary. Follow them on social media. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you on the next episode of the MS Cast. <laughs>